podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox the same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us. Families trust Clorox to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. So I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment at home we can all enjoy. So I have a story for you, Amanda. Um, With Clorox, there's one thing I definitely use it for every single time before I step into my vanity van. Uh, I love the entire place disinfected because that's where I keep my makeup. uh, That's where I get ready. That's where my clothes are. That's sometimes where I take a nap as well. So, you know, I can use it all over like time of need. So, um, yeah, it's been really, really, it just keeps everything super clean and I, I feel super safe. For me, it's important to share with loved ones and the public in general how they can give the most care for their loved ones, especially during times like these. I mean, with the pandemic going on, with COVID going on, it's just great to be extra sanitary with all the items that are around you, caring for others, and you know, just wiping down the door handle after you use the bathroom or wiping down so the So important. The toilet. So important. The toilet handle. Don't forget the toilet handle. (laughs) So remember, when When it counts, trust Clorox. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Ah. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. To finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Good area for Spurs. Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal. Harry Kane. That is it. 
exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yenmin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Yeah, I'm blessed, man. The wind's in my sails. A nice couple of days. I'm feeling refreshed. <laughs> There's not too much to complain about right now. All is well. All is well. I can't lie. I think I just had a problem with the recording, but we're recording again now. I think I just caught teacher, but I'm not gonna lie. That's like the third time you said hi to everyone, so I ain't gonna do it again. Today we've got <laughs> you got Tops, you got Tyler, Ohio there, and Owen. Everyone, we've got the grid view today, so you can see everyone. You can see all the smiles. You know why the smiles are there. <laughs> oh, right, the smiles are there. Six points, six points in a week. Derby Hotel. Party with the North London Derby. What, 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 what? what? <laughs> How do you know? He, 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 he wants to take it. He wants to take it. I think, I think we all predicted the win last week, to be honest. <clears throat> I think we all predicted it. <laughs> I, I stopped my neck out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what, what did you think? What did you think? Like, let's let's not even go straight to the, the victory. What did you think at the lineup when you when you saw the lineup going into the game? What did you think? It was predictable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was to be expected, and yeah, it's done the job. I felt like um, Winks was needed in there, and Lacelso is playing well enough to start. Um, I can't remember if Andombele was injured before the Newcastle game or the Arsenal game, but I didn't feel like he was going to start anyway. Mm. Yeah. Uh, solid centre back pairing because of the the air suspension. So yeah, on the whole, most people could have guessed it. Well, guess what? It would have been before anyway. Formation, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. First time I played four four two in I don't even probably since the Harry Redknapp days, no. Most mm. likely. You guys think it think it looked better? I think it looked really good against Arsenal. Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely worked having Sissoko basically on that right side looking after Aurier. Mm-hmm. Um, doing yeah. his job and then pretty much as well like he had Lucas as well pretty much doing his bit for Davies on the right on the left hand side as well so that kind of worked for us still I thought Lucas had a really good game compared to like some of the, the other games in, in recent weeks he's definitely mm-hmm. digging in with his tackles and that I thought was instrumental for one of the goals I think he won it I can't remember who he tackled and then um, passed it off to Kane like and came a bit off to I think Lasoso. Is that the second goal? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had. I think he had the most tackles in the game. Or like, I think he had like ten or eleven tackles, which is a bit mad for yeah. left winger. But you just mm. no, no matter what you think of him, you have to respect the work rate on the day. Like it was, it was nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, do you guys think that formation is the way forward? Okay, then you don't think so. Definitely works against teams which play with full backs with like a five or a three at the back. Yeah. And it just kind of limits the option. Like most people think that just playing against those kind of teams, you just match them up with a three or five at the back. But Daddy done a good job on that and just put the midfielders on their full back to stop the supply there. And I didn't realise like watching the game as well <laughs> that Lucas had got so many tackles. Mm. Like, I hadn't had to watch that back and I saw all the stats afterwards. I was like, oh, well, okay. I'll give him his dues on that one. And um, like, him playing on the left just suited his dribbling style as well. You can't really fault him, to be honest, as well, because I think that's the sort of player he is, isn't he? Like, 
he's very happy to like he's not lazy is he you know so he's always happy to do the running always happy to do the tackling leaves his foot in so on that front he's sort of the kind of player we needed for that sort of game as well mm-hmm. and actually the fact that we had both him and Sissoko basically helping the fullbacks doing what they needed to do was perfect in the end you know touch wholesome stories coming out about Lucas as well recently about dropping off food like during lockdown and stuff being like one of the key cogs in the team when it comes to motivational speaking and being able to speak French to French guys and motivating other teammates as well you're just like oh okay if you weren't so nice maybe someone would actually grab you and be like look please just one to it once you know them uncles that used to come to your house and when they leave they're like oh shake my hand and then they'll slip you that £10 that this way your mother <laughs> <laughs> that's Lucas <laughs> that's how Lucas is moving <laughs> he's trying to keep Luis and Son together man. he's trying to keep the dressing room together oh, right was, now man. that was funny man <laughs> well, T- be... touching on touching huh? on what Owen said about um, nullifying the three at the back it did remind me quite heavily of how uh, Leicester were playing when they won the title mm. most most teams by that time and transitioned yeah. to a three out of back and they just soaked up pressure and tried to hit them on the break and we did we did well with that um, it's probably the first time I felt like Jose tactically yeah. matched what we were going to face and did it throughout the course of the game made little tweaks and it worked so no complaints from me yeah yeah, to echo that as well, like, I remember the game against Liverpool where he set up with Tanganga and Sergio kind of like his two right-backs um, mm-hmm. to stop Mane and Robertson getting forward. And you can say what you want about Mourinho. In these one-off big games, he's a genius at, at setting up a team well. Whether the team can carry out his plan is one thing, but I think that he actually knows how to set up a team really well. And we saw that against Arsenal. We let them have the ball in defence. Shaka yeah. and Styles look good with the little turns, but it wasn't really doing anything, if we're being real. Like for the first time when watching North London derby, I felt slightly confident, considering how poor yeah. we were recently. Yeah, like we we didn't have the ball a lot, I would say, but um, I was confident that was more part of our plan than mm. just them playing great possessing football. Um, to me personally, I thought maybe like Lacazette. Oh, Tierney. Apart from Tierney, Tierney was probably their best player, and I thought Lacazette might have looked like their second best player. Which said a lot about their performance on the day. Mm. Um, yeah, when Lacazette, that shot that went in, I think it was Aurier sort of made, was it oh, Aurier? Did yeah. it was it a header? Heavy I think it's a yeah. 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 Aurier, heavy touch, and then, um, yeah. yeah. Missed tackle, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 50 50 tackle, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give him a little bit of credit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to try. We can't be too, too harsh, but it's true. And I then obviously, Sabios. Yeah, I thought he cleaned up. I thought we, I'm not obviously not trying to praise them man too tough. Yeah, he cleaned, he cleaned up fairly, fairly well, like matchup wise, him and Lacelso. I think I was thinking I, it wasn't Lacelso's best game, but at the yeah. same time, how many times has he played in an organised, structured, Marvy defensive four four two? Like that's not his, that's not his style. So maybe he struggled yeah. a little bit. Um, but he wasn't he wasn't awful, you know, kept it clean. He was still pretty pressure resistant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the if you want to call it a one on one between him and Sabaos, I think Sabaos won that one on the day, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel it was a game of, of loads of good individual battles, which is what I think you can expect in the in the North London derby. But Spurs obviously got the upper hand on this occasion. But I felt what was most exciting for me 
was this is probably the first time in maybe maybe three or four months of, of watching football where I felt actually Spurs are playing here with a plan, with a desire mm. and, and with a real intent. I feel like a lot of time when we're passing that ball around, sometimes it looks pretty and whatnot, but you have to question whether or not there's any real intent in terms of putting that ball in the back of the net. But I feel yeah. like you saw that. You saw that this time round. And it could just be the fact that the fires are burning because it's the North London derby, but I don't know, man. The games that preceded that will then start to tell a picture of, are we starting to get it right? That's the question. No, I, I agree. I think, um, did we start with the four four two? I think we started like, we started with the four four two. I thought it started like it looked a we bit, did, yeah, yeah, it looked a <laughs> bit more similar to like a four three. I don't know, like a four three two one kind of thing to me. And then it looked like he reacted. Well, I was going to try and praise Mourinho for that. I felt like in this game, it, it felt like he was getting his game plan sort of to work more mm. than I've seen in other games. In other games, like I felt like cool, he had the defense working a bit better, but it wasn't really. It didn't look like everybody was on board at the time. Like it looked like maybe you'd have Lucas having these. Um, these sort of like runs where he's just it looked like FIFA sometimes I'm not going to lie like, <laughs> yeah he's just playing his own game and I'm, I'm not going to lie actually um, when Lamella came on so I was telling the guys a bit earlier like I was I was I had my eyes on Lamella in this game like I wanted to see if he's worthy of like we've been a bit harsh on Lamella the past few weeks I wanted to see like whether or not that was that was warranted or not you know so to me I feel like um for the goal, specifically for Kane's last goal, I feel like Lamella had one of those runs where it was one of those headless chicken runs again. Mm. And then, I can't lie, if he didn't make that run, there probably wouldn't have been a third goal. I don't know what you guys yeah, think. It's, it's true. And he did, he did a bit of work in the box as well to get the shot off. And I mm. feel like maybe if that dropped to um, Mora, that we might not have got that last bit. Maybe if it dropped to Sun, it would have just went in. I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs> But it's just, I think he's working on it. He's coming around and, and that kind of stuff does have a, a place on our side, even if it is on the bench. I don't know what you guys think. Were you referring to the, the Newcastle thing? I am, I know. Sorry, yeah. I'm mixing no. up the games. See, this, this, is how, this is how you know. We're, we're, so, we're so not used to winning two games in a row. We're now putting games together. Because <laughs> we, we, we all knew what man was talking about, but it's like, wait, which game are you talking about again? Hold on a second. Everyone's just thinking, oh, no, seriously, that's the last score I was thinking of. Before, right, let's not even go there. Let's not even go there on my, my Lamella watch. Is there anything else anyone wanted to bring up on this Arsenal game? I thought... I thought Lacazette's goal was Pepper. I can't let. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give credit. That was crazy. That was good. It was Pepper. It was Pepper. It was Pepper. It was even, with, even with no crowd, the celebration was lit. Like he's done. Yeah. He's done the exact same goal for Leon, I think, and he just stood there, stiff face, and he done it like there were bare people <laughs> in the Southland. I, like, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit. I'm starting to twitch a bit, man. Too much, too much Guna praise. No way, no way. Did anyone notice? Did anyone notice that Obama Young had that stupid flair uh, <laughs> <laughs> icon from FIFA? He's he's so extra, man. Honestly, he's like he's not one of them af uncles, man. He just like you go go to the barber. He says, "Give me anything. I don't mind. Just make me look swell." He just he just says, "Give me some of that airbrush, bro." man. Young um, hold on, big up Toby though. I think that yeah, was, man. That was that looked like the Toby of old. You know, yeah. I, mean, I was I was a bit fearful when we'd lost Dyer, obviously, and obviously Toby had been in a bit of decline, but he just sort of 
everything. There was a really, really vital block that he had on the edge of the box. I don't know, I don't know who was it. He blocked somebody's shot from out of Bellerin coming in on his left foot or something. Mm-hmm. We just looked a lot more organised. I know at times over the season, it's been like if a team is breaking on us or is passing in and around the box, I'm like, I'm just counting down until they score. Whereas even though we had the structure in place, we didn't quite execute it. Like, you know, when Jose took Inter to the new camp and Samuel Eto'o was playing right wing back, it wasn't quite the masterclass, but I did feel a tiny bit more confident just from the way Toby was just commanding and patrolling everything. So mm. that was that was encouraging to see Toby like justifying the contract, should we say. Yeah, yeah man, absolutely. Like, And if you think about it as well, the last like four games, you know, we have like only conceded two goals, one against Arsenal, one against uh, Newcastle, and we didn't concede against Everton, we didn't concede against uh, Bournemouth as well. So it seems, and that's all four games since Sheffield United. So obviously, there must be, you know, some words were definitely must have been had about how we are defensively. And obviously, like, even, you know, arguably, I say Sanchez has looked quite good in the last couple of games as well. Mm-hmm. Like, we've looked a bit more short at the back. Like, it doesn't look like we're looking to make many mistakes or do too much of it we're just looking to just defend when we need to and then get the ball you know to the guys that can do work with it you know I, I personally think as well shout out defensive work from from Winks I think Winks has been very good the last yeah, couple of games like he's yeah. even though you, like you can tell like that's not probably his position like not only is he working hard for the team defensively but when he's on the ball you know he's very progressive looking to move forward looking to like advance the play so I think he's been he's been also very good for us as well on yeah. both sides of the field, you know. It's a struggle of balance. I don't know. I thought he got a little bit overrun against Arsenal, you know. Like I saw him lose a few duels, and he he committed a few fouls, and he I think he got away with just only getting like the one booking. Um, it was a few fouls until he got that booking that he looked like he got turned a few times, like in our area. Um, I agree with the Davidson Sanchez thing though. Like he struggled in North London derbies in the past, hasn't he? And he played right back. At the game yeah. with the Emirates, and he's doing okay in the duels against the Bamiyan, but on the ball, he just looked shaggy. And he, uh, I think he made the error for them to score just before half time. And um, he had a he had a pretty poor game in the North London derby before that, so it's good to see him and Toby getting that sufficient protection. And they look solid throughout, to be fair. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's been a while since I've seen um, Tottenham successfully do a kind of smash and grab result, especially against a big team like. Mm, After yeah. the Toby got like big team, relax, big dog. Correct him for that one. Someone correct him for that one. Edit that one out anyway. Edit that <laughs> <laughs> we are Arsenal right now, that night. No, get them, man. Below us in I want you to start with the good stuff here. Let's let's move on, bro. Pepe is a fraud. Oh my days. <laughs> he's just, just Javinho that's come back to haunt them. Javinho will go here. He's literally just did the same job Javinho was once doing for more cut, money. For more Javinho. money. 72. Oh, good. Jesus. Jesus. Ass. Yeah. Ass. It could be worse. It could be worse in North London, innit? It could be worse. Yeah, it could Kaka be could be your best regard. Did you not see the passion and the, the happiness and excitement on other girls' face? Mm, that tells me something, you know. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. that celebration because I watched that. I thought, you know what? For everything that's been going on over the last three or four years, you know, the contract being re-signed, whether or not that was going to happen, the debate around it. Mm. Like, you can tell, well, I don't know if you can tell, but it was fair to say, based on that, that there was a man that enjoyed 
scoring a goal for the club that he's a part of. And he looked like he was passionate about that derby. And I think that's what you need. That's what you need from your centre-back to, yeah. do you know what I mean? Show some passion, show some enthusiasm and grab the game. Yeah, you, you don't see what happens when we get a corner past the first man. We actually <laughs> no. I know, like, you know, mm-hmm. we actually look like a bit of a threat when we have some of these deliveries from La Chelsea and Son you know, for once. Like, set pieces yeah, have just been arse the last few years for us, man. So, boy, that's, like, amazing for us to, to score and win a game from a set piece. Man, Got one against West Ham as well, didn't we? It was a known goal, but... <laughs> hey, that was our best player for a while, man. <laughs> shout, yeah, no, shout out Ericsson, man. He, he did his thing. Yeah, Buckets corners. Though. Would, it, would anyone have Ericsson back at this heartbeat, at this man. moment? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. Yeah. I think I would, yeah, but I just don't know where his head is at, man. Like, I was reading some reports yesterday as well that they don't really, they're not really feeling him in, at Inter, mm. but apparently mm. they're not they're not willing to get to let rid of him because he's he's on mad peas. I think. Mm-hmm. You know what it is for me. Yeah? Like, I just feel like the last two years he was just like obviously he had his moments because the rest of the team can be they've had their moments as well, but. I mean, yeah, man, it wasn't the same Ericsson that I'm expecting to see on, on the pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just flashes of brilliance, man. Coasting along, just there to be there, isn't it? Yeah. Like, again, and, and still somehow pulling out a mad assist just like, for yeah. one, one good thing. From somewhere. Game. I don't know how he did it, but he, he, he earned the right to leave, man. Shout out, shout out the bail money and that. The mellow standing. <laughs> the Miller's the last man standing, man. No, I still, I still got faith. I still got faith. So I think, I, I think, give him a good run of games in a good side, and we've got some of these good players coming in now. And I think that eventually he's gonna figure out that he's playing football, not UFC. From there on, <laughs> we're good. We're good. The UFC's in him, though. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never leave it. He needs the scrap. He needs a scrap. There's never a game where I've witnessed Lamella. Even if he's just on for 20 minutes, not do something which is controversial or something with some malice intent behind it. You always it's see never been a game that I've seen where he's not been internally screaming every time he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him from where I'm watching the game. He loves him. I love him. He's a character. He's like one. Of, I feel like he's one of those players who, you know, we were talking about who's going to have the fire in their belly for Arsenal. He was one of those players. I think that would that would have gave given the players that fire. Both him and Lacelso in it. They got that disgusting bastardness in them that you need. James, yeah, you're just baiting me out to use some of these British buzzwords as well. I see. You're trying to hand that one over. So, I mean, what, what are we saying about, um, did you guys see Mourinho after the match talking about his Spurs stats? I think he said um, uh, Spurs have been top four. If, we, if the league started when he joined, Spurs would be fourth, I think. On I think it was third, wasn't it? Want, third? Is it third? It might be yeah, third. third. Yeah, yeah, third, third, yeah. yeah. Um, behind, I think, Liverpool and Man City. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I do, do feel like Mourinho, Mourinho has a way of pointing towards stats that flatter him. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that, and it's a fair point to make. But at the same time, it's like, that's not the job, isn't it? Like, because we're not third right now, isn't it? So mm. I appreciate that. But... but is it something to look forward to then? Is it, is it like, I guess, or the gist of what I got from him is that he's getting the job done. Like, even if it doesn't look pretty, he feels like he's getting the job done. But what I'll say back to that, though, is I really feel like the games that Mourinho's won, 
Mm-hmm. Barring the Arsenal game, and I don't even know how comfortable I feel saying this, but the games that Mourinho's won have been games which typically you'd expect Spurs to win. I feel yeah. like when we've been tested, i.e. come up against Man United um, and a couple of other sort of top six clubs, we've not performed very well and we've not got the result. So, do you know what I mean? He's had a, he's had a reasonable run of games, which I think would contribute towards that metric that he's providing us with the whole top three thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, when you've been tested, you haven't always done it. And that's, that's no, also fair to say. I know what you mean about the performance levels, though, but we managed to... We beat Arsenal. We mm. beat Man City, even though we jammed it. Like, we jammed that one. Um, Jam. We threw to Man United. <laughs> we could have arguably lost that. Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of um, things recently, like, more after the Bournemouth game, I guess there was, like, um, an easy-to-jump-on narrative where it was just, like, Jose's attacking plan and, like, fair play to the day ones that I've said it since he was appointed and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know, I felt like that was a bit harsh from the start. Like, before the restart, I felt like we were averaging at least, like, two goals most games. Like, we'd scored two goals... Plus against Brighton, Wolves, um, Crystal, no, sorry, Burnley. Villa, I think, as well. Uh, the Olympic, in the Champions League, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we were scoring quite a lot of goals even before the restart, and then we got all of our players injured, and now since the restart, he's wanted to build from the back up. And he's got an attack which... Um, I mean, I don't really know how much Pochettino coached the actual attacking movement as well. Like, he would obviously coach us extremely well at having control of the game. Mm-hmm. But we had an attack which heavily over-relied on Christian Eriksen. Yes, who he doesn't I have. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, as well as that, so... I mean, to give, to give like, context to what Mourinho said as well, I looked up what yeah. Poch, um, Poch's statistics for this yeah. season... And Poch got 14 points in 12 games, which is basically nice. releg- that's relegation form. I worked it out over the 38 games, and, and it was about something like 30, 34 points. I mean, sorry, it was like 44 points or 43 points, which is like relegation scrap there. Or Argentinian Eddie Howe on that. Yeah. Scary, <laughs> scary, scary, <laughs> scary, scary. It was scary, scary. but then you, you think of other seasons, and, and we were right up there, like near enough the same team, innit? Got some like, <clears throat> I think Owen's point is is a good one as well because yeah. like, uh, even as like a, I'd say like a as a Tottenham fan, you know, me in my like early thirties, I've never really seen us do much, but I feel like we've been like very lucky to have someone like Pochettino because he's kind of in a way like he sport us in the sense that the way mm. he has allowed us to play like free flowing attacking quite fluid football like over these last few years, and then obviously the way he's like the drop off from what he was doing when he first came to basically how he ended has been quite mad. And it's funny as well that you're saying with regards to like the performances and the results. Cause like, do you know how I feel like when it comes to like Spurs, like sometimes <laughs> like you see that meme of like Kobe holding the, holding the cup, like the trophy, but he vexed. He won. What cost did it? He won. But what at what cost? What, like, cost? what is this, man? Like, we're just winning. But at what cost? Is this what we're returned to? Like, but I just keep thinking, it's not his team, it's not his players, it's not, it's not you know what I mean? He hasn't got this, he hasn't got the vibe that he wants in it yet. So fine, if he's gonna get us to this point, and arguably, like, whilst you're giving like Tottenham the eye test, fine. We don't look amazing, but the stats speak for itself, you know. 
if we rightly picked up the most points than like after teams like Liverpool, Man City, then you know what? I can't I can't argue with that. But you mm. also think as well, like, you know, you've had all them good years, finally we didn't win nothing, but all them good years of proper good, decent football to watch, then you're thinking, okay, hopefully we can maybe turn it around, isn't it? I think for me personally, I think I'm a bit less because I've accepted what Tottenham are from from day. Do you know what I'm saying? I I think the first year I supported Tottenham was the year before or the year Sol Campbell left. So I already knew what kind of ride I was in for from jumping. So I probably mentioned Judas' name on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, bleep bleep that, bleep that on a Voldemort thing. But it's like (laughs) it's like. I think I'm I'm less pressed. Obviously, I loved watching. I felt I felt Poch spoiled us a bit with like the with with what we with what we got to watch. You know, I used to turn on the TV like, oh, we're gonna look we look good today. Even if we lost two one, I'd be like, we look good today. Do you know what I mean? So I'm a bit yeah. less pressed about being a more defensive team that plays on the break because I don't mind. Like some goals on the break look really good. Like you know when when Lamella effectively got an assist for Kane in the last goal against Newcastle. But I think it's it's a case of like. If we're playing defensively, I want the, the whole defensive performance to actually be good, not to sort of have a structure in place that isn't really banging and we're relying on the likes of Arsenal not to finish their dinner properly. Do you know what I mean? Like Because besides Bamiyang hitting the post, he ain't really doing anything else. Besides Lacazette smashing it from wherever he smashed it from, didn't do a lot besides some hold-up play. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think we're a little bit reliant on Arsenal not actually being great in possession. Um, whereas if you look at Sheffield, I don't want to go too far back because we are very much in the W Hotel. But when we went to, Bra- when we went to Bramble Lane, man, like, man, like David McGoldrick was finishing his dinner. Oh, uh, and man. Like, but, but Bernie was finishing his dinner. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's, it's less, I'm less bothered about the way we're playing, that is in, in terms of the structure and the formation, the style, and all that. It's just the performance itself has to be, has to match. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if, if we throw back to Emery, how many unbeaten games did Arsenal have? And they're all doing 22 unbeaten in all comps. But everyone could see that Arsenal were not actually playing well. They just kept not losing and then it shattered. Do you know what I mean? But nowadays, I see Mourinho... <coughs> I see Mourinho's top four Sam Allardyce these days. You come in, you do a job. You get us back to there and then you, you're on your way. He's not going to be on his way for a little yeah, while, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, but... I'm still not. I'm not. I'm not Jose's fan whatsoever. But I'm always give the manager time. If we're going to give him players, please just get the right ones. I don't wanna, <laughs> That's I don't, it, man. I don't want to see Fellaini come back. I don't want to see, see no Willian. None of that rubbish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ricardo Carvalho out of retirement. All these men. Like, I don't. I don't need that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think you you made some valid points here. I mean, for me, like I've 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 said it from day one, like. I'm not a big fan of Mourinho, but there's elements of what he brings that I appreciate, both on the pitch and mentality-wise or whatever. Um, for me, like as you said, performance is the most important thing because stats can tell one narrative, but when you give it the eye test, you can blow it apart. Um, for me, we, we look a lot more organised and we look a lot more balanced, which, again, are things that are hallmarks of Jose teams. And thankfully, we've showed a bit more of a clinical instinct in front of goal as well, which, again, is another hallmark. I mean, for me, the big test is going to be next season because as, as much as he wants to bring up, we would have been third if he had been here or whatever his his narrative was. The fact of the matter is, is this whole season's been right off from the very beginning. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll call mm-hmm. a spade a spade. Like, 
this is his preseason. This is the team's preseason. This is his opportunity to do what he said he wanted to do, and that's work with the players. So very much at the minute, I'm I'm just coasting towards seeing whether or not we get Europa League to potentially cripple last season, or whether or not we can go in and just focus on what we need to focus on, and that's winning a cup and getting as high up the table as possible next season. So it feels good at the minute, but it's very much just let's ride it out. Let's see what happens. I mean, um, after the Arsenal match, we're, we're thinking, I mean, Mourinho's talking about things like um, the squad. I think in, in his post, in his pre-game interview, he was talking about um, he feels like he's unfairly asked or unfairly pressured to get people into the squad. <laughs> Mm, yeah, he says that they don't ask Pep. They don't ask Pep um, when's Bernard. What does Bernardo Silva have to do to get into the lineup? He feels that they only ask him that about Ndombele. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? You think he's he's just? I feel like I don't know. I know I'm answering my own question here, but I feel like Mourinho is the master of narratives. He always he's always got a narrative. He's always bringing something up to stop you from talking about the real issues. The charisma and the charm that it gets you. Yeah, man. Trust me. He's, he's a genius. I think he was answering that question about Bergwijn at the time as well. But yeah, it was. Yeah. I think it was pretty spot on. And like generally in his press conferences and stuff, he like tends to feel challenged and he'll just come out with this and that and it just spins the narrative completely. And yeah, um, yeah I feel like the charm's working. It's working on me though. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lot more palatable when he's winning. Because. Yeah. I don't Very think he's special anymore and that charisma is not there anymore, but he does have a way with words and he is quite eloquent when he when he does get into it. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. It's real. But at the same time, it's like, again, you're just, you're just saying things to say things at this point because you don't really have to address it. You could mm. just say, I picked the team. That's the conversation done. But I think he's... I, I do feel like there's an element of him assessing the situation and maybe Levy's given him some assurances because he keeps taking aim at Pep Klopp. Yeah. Mm. All of those top top boys who realistically he shouldn't really be at the dinner table with. Like, mm. you're not on the same lunch rotor as them, man, innit? Like, they're head <laughs> They get to run, there, run the line. They, they get to you're just there. You're sitting there, like, watching these men every moment of every day being like, I want to be like that. He's hungry, though. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, well, I, I, I feel like he does have that quiet confidence or arrogance or whatever it is that is going to drive him to try and to compete with them next year and the year after. And by by year three, he'll probably have pillaged our oh, club. But, mm. but yeah. as, as is protocol. Yeah. Carla, I'm not missing Pochettino's riddles in his press conference. I think it's really good to be the thing I love about his mentality, though, is just like we we do need a manager who has actually won something before, and he's just been driving that whole mentality of winning something. We just have no one at club level 
that has one anything unless you're counting the Eredivisie. You got the World Cup in there, but you, you, I guess you just um, did your... <laughs> exactly <laughs> bummy looking guy. Yeah, I think we need that. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 I think, I think, um, we're on the right path. We're on the right path. There will definitely will be some changes needed. Um, I just wanted to throw out there as well RIP for Aurier's brother. That, that, that was crazy. Mm. Like, even to see Aurier start. And I think Mourinho said that Aurier asked to play in the match. But, like, yeah, that's, that's crazy to me, like, to see so him play yeah. and have such a good performance, I thought, personally, mm. in the Newcastle match as well. Like, it looked like, um, yeah, it just looked like he was expressing himself, man. He had, um, I feel like you had Sissoko again. There's a little partnership between them, I feel like. They're getting a bit of an understanding. Mm. And um, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see it. I want to see more of it. As long as it yep. looks like this anyway. Um, who wants to take us into the Newcastle game? Um, I'll start us off. Was anyone else a bit confused with the lineup? Not the, not the lineup itself, but one minute I thought it was four four two. The next I was like, well, maybe this is four four three. The next I was like, is this four two three? I was just genuinely quite confused as to what our setup was <laughs> because I was yeah. like, are we are we overloading on the right side? So then. So when we're overload on the right, that like Son can come in and play as second striker. And then when we overload on the left, Mora can do the same thing. I wasn't sure if we were trying to do that sort of pendulum mm-hmm. team going forward. But I was like, is, is that intentional or are we just playing a narrow 4-3-3? So I'll, I was genuinely <coughs> quite confused by how we were playing, to be honest. Not in a bad way. I just, I don't know if that was just my lack of interpretation. Yeah. I felt like we had two formations. I felt like we had one when it was on the ball and one when it was off the ball. And we were sort of changing dynamically between those. I felt like when we had possession, we would move at pace and I felt it was more of a 4-3-3. Three, three. And then when we were at position, um, either Lucas or Son would then drop back and we'd go back into that 4-4-2 four, four, formation to give the added support um, for, for the full-backs. I don't know, that, that was my view. Yeah. No, that's definitely, that's definitely yeah. how, how, how it was running over the course of the game. Um, at one point, we did switch to a 4-2-3. Free one as well, which wasn't really working too tough. Um, again, sort of put highlighting that Lacelso's role within the team is a little bit of a, a bit of a sticky one. Um, but then at the same time, I think it, it just goes to show again, like balance, balance out of possession is probably the most vital thing in football. Is making sure that if you do have weaknesses, you cover them, and if you do have strengths, you accentuate you accentuate them. So it was it was refreshing to see A him stick with the same team and not just chop and change for no reason. But also seeing how that that sort of philosophy of having a, having the overload side and having the more defensive side, we're now starting to see that shift a little bit to to where it's not just a one trick pony type of idea. And we're seeing glimpses of doing both over the course of the game. So yeah. I was I was quite pleased with it from a tactical standpoint. Yeah. Apart from, from Sam Maximan running through the heart of our defence mm. for half an hour. He's yeah. good though, you know. Yeah, he made me realise that he's shook. I was scared a lot. The Gucci. <laughs> I feel like once um, they put Sissoko on him though, it did make the game a lot more difficult <clears> for him. <throat> like in the first half, for a lot of the first half, he just felt like he was running right like straight through the middle. 
just give him the ball like at the halfway line. It doesn't matter. And he'll just run through the whole team. I had flashbacks thinking of um, the game before Sissoko joined us, if you guys remember that one. I think it was like mm-hmm. the 5-1. Yeah, I was having flashbacks of that yeah. game. Just mm-hmm. hoping it didn't turn into that. But I mean, um, what was it? Matt Ritchie? Who scored his goal? Brilliant goal. Yeah, yeah, that was a great goal. Was a, top yeah. finish, top finish, you know. Cracker. But that, that was a bit, I, thought, I think at that moment there, I, if I'm honest, I'm thinking, here we go again. Yeah, I thought the Yeah, absolutely, good. man. Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's because like the typical, typical Spurs, though. You, you'd think, oh, here's the moment where now we're a bit under pressure. Mm. Hopefully these men don't collapse. Like, let's just try and get onto the ball, hold it a little bit, you know, try and get to that that seconds drink drinks break and maybe recoup from there. I think that's something to praise Mourinho on though. You could yeah. argue is that already us improving our mentality because both yeah. Arsenal, yeah, we was gifted a goal, but then Arsenal and Newcastle, we scored minutes after yeah. we went behind. Mm-hmm. And we never really used to do that. We never used to get them goals and we're not playing well or behind. So it's improvement in my eyes. Yeah, I, have to, yeah. I have to say, yeah, I have to agree. I think um, Arsenal dominated us in possession and then Newcastle literally peppered us with shots for 90 minutes. Like, it was... <laughs> that was a bit crazy. That was a bit crazy. But um, at the end of the day, I guess, yeah, shots on target. The ones that go in the net are the only ones that matter, man. So There's no one better than doing that than Sir Harold Kane. <laughs> That's it, man. Sir Harold Kane, man. Best striker in the league. That's it. My what did you top. think of Harry's game? Did you think he, he, he contributed all over the pitch? Or did you think he just contributed with the goals? I think he was a lot more... I think he got more... So, since restart, it's been a struggle for him because, like you said, he's, he's, he's felt like he's had to be everywhere. Um, I can't remember the lady's name. Was it Ka- Karen Kearney? I think her name was in the, in, the, in the pre-match. She made a point where it's like, now that there's no you know deep proper deep-line playmaker or playmaker there, Kane's like, right. I've actually got to get further away from goal to make stuff happen. So, you know, maybe the way we set up at Arsenal, I know he didn't, I know he tried to chip uh, Martinez, it didn't quite come off, but I don't know if it was me and the bar was mad. Low. I was like, right, like, Kane's had a touch in the box. I'm genuinely happy about it. And then it gets over oh, the bar's lower than that, but then it gets Newcastle. I was like, Okay, he's actually he's getting the ball from only about twenty five yards out now. This is this is a change. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think I don't know. Maybe maybe the style of our defending now allows him to stay further forward. He's got a lot less. His mile, his kilometers a game was probably a lot lower. I didn't check the stats. I'm not stat form enough, but I presume it was a lot lower. Mm-hmm. He has a lot more energy to actually do stuff in and around the box. So I think did he contribute less defensively? Yes, but I think that's probably a good thing that we're in a position yeah. for him to no longer have to do that as of recent anyway. It's funny though because I want to get onto these stat merchants later. These guys are media <laughs> page, but like Kane, I thought played really well against Arsenal. He was involved a lot more, drifting out to yeah, the play, but he didn't score, so yeah. no one would say a peep. But then when he scores twice against Newcastle, I didn't think he had his best game against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw the stats because I'm a nerd, and um, he ran like 11 kilometers against Newcastle, which was I think the second most in that game. Mm-hmm. So he's still playing in a shift, man. Like, he's getting back to his best. I think yeah yeah, yeah 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 I think we have to like take into account that again this guy's been out football for six months mm. and even since the restart as well was he on four goals three or four goals mm. so he's like yeah. he's clearly getting back to his best and I think as well as Ohio said like maybe the way that we're playing is kind of suiting him because like as well if we've had an Arsenal game we were getting a lot of the ball especially after the second drinks break we were getting a, a lot of the ball in like that 
sort of final third half space. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of allowing him to kind of like move into the channels or right through the middle where he was having one-on-ones with like people like um, Mustafi. So he was actually able to kind of influence the game and bring other people into the game. Yeah, Mustafi on his backside. Countless yeah. times, bro. So <laughs> yeah, man. But like, I, I think he's improving as well. And again, you know, like, this is someone who, as you all know, scored 201, you know, career goals. Like, he's definitely up there with some of the greats who have scored more than 200 goals in, in the Premier League. This is someone who's clearly crafted his game, improved his game as the years have gone by. And he does know where the goal is. Like, if you think about the goal that he scored, like, it was a very good quality for Bergerin to bring him in, find him. But he realises the defender's there and he has to hit it across the goal. He does that. Then if you think about the Lamella goal, Lamella was dancing his way, whatever he was doing. Pamden (laughs) and Kane still had to be there. It was like that goal he scored. You had to just, you had to kind of find yourself in the right spot to make sure that you hit the ball and you get it on target. So you have to respect it. Yeah. And, And the thing is, he's not, he's not, Forgive me for saying it. He's not the most pacey guy. So you've got to give credit to his positioning. He's, mm. His positioning is world-class. He knows where the goals are coming from. He knows where the threats are. And there's no one you trust more in the Spurs jersey to tuck it in the back of the way, tuck it in the back of the net when it does arrive to him. I do want to give credit to that delivery from Bergwin, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was boy. delicious. It was delicious. Beauty. Delicious. Beauty. Class, it just adds to my agenda, class. man. What Bergwin's going to be not playing number 10, I'm telling you. <laughs> Run it. Run you, it. <laughs> no, it was delicious. But, you, but we see what happens when Kane gets service. Man has been... Yes, man, yeah. That's, man, it. Man, That's it. Kane is on, oh, inter- yeah. on intermittent some... fasting with all the service, the lack of service he's getting, bro. Oh. And then finally, just... The cross was so nice. I just, I was just genuinely. Oh, I wasn't even just happy that we scored. I was just happy for Kane that someone was like, you know mm-hmm. what, have this one, take that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. For exactly. time, for time, you should right. be like, yo, play me in, but they don't want to play it. But then yeah. we got it. It was one of those as well. Stephen as well. It was just like, all right, I'm gonna whip this in. Treat yourself. And it was the calmest <laughs> header. It's yeah. like he just filled it off, and you saw the ball coming towards me. Well, that's that's gonna go. That's that's going. But in. Stevie's, Stevie's got that calm head as well. Like he's one of those players, man. He's definitely mm. like head in the game, hundred mm. percent. Like he he knows where people want it. I've seen him countless times. Like when he plays with Lamella, especially. Like think about passing it to him and then think, you know what? Like maybe there's a <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's one of those guys who's like he's got his head in the game. Like he's definitely reading a couple passes ahead. I like it, man. Yeah. But like, that's why, that's how you know that Kane's world class as well, though, because like even when man's on intermittent fasting, starve, starve. <laughs> when the chances come, mm-hmm. he's putting them away. He's putting yeah, he every does. single one of his eating, eating. Yeah. You don't he mess does. about, man. He's here for them dinners, bro. You think Rashford's the only one who knows about dinners? <laughs> <laughs> certain, certain title winners, strikers can't even smell the gold, bro. You know, you, you bring Kane into it, man's putting that way every time, man. Every, mm. every time, every time. And you know what? You gotta give a shout out to Son as well. I mean, um, he's got is it eleven goals and assists now? I think eleven goals, eleven assists. Eleven, yeah, yeah. The only other player I think was like De Bruyne, who's who has double digits for both, mm-hmm. something like that. Like yeah. you have to rate that man. Like that's that's a, that yeah. is a front two there. If we're gonna start playing four four two, I'm happy with it. So Sam so like comparing Sun to Zaha, and I was like, oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. Hot, what man. is this man? <laughs> Zaha. The thing is, like Zaha, he's one of those guys, man. Like he's got all the ability in the world, but when you're talking about application, man, like you're gonna pick Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've, and I've been quite critical of Sun since the return 
um, since the return of the pandemic. But he's, he's, these last two games against Arsenal and Newcastle, you're, you're starting to see the, the remnants of what was there before. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that hunger for goal, but also that, that, clinical, that clinical ability just to get it, get it into space and bury it. Do you know what I mean? And that's something that I feel like he's sort of... Bit, but is that because he hasn't been getting the service? So I was going to say that's something like I feel like he's been lacking that, 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 that sort of clinicalness. But I feel yeah. like... Mm. Do, do you remember just before he broke his arm? Yeah. He was, he was scoring like every game. He went on a run. Mm. Do you remember? I think he scored... Um, he scored I think that's when we beat City, if I remember correctly. He scored against like Villa... And then I think he got injured after that. But yeah, he, he was on a run. Yeah, yeah. He was scoring goals. He was just looking a lot more clinical. So I don't know if it's just that little break in play that's just now... He's slowed him down a bit. Up. Yeah, just slowed him down. Mm. Just took him off the pace. And just now he's getting back to it, man. He's just looking... His, his game definitely benefits from having like a partner to yeah. work off of as well. He works really well with Delhi, um, especially when Delhi sort of drifts into wider space because then he can cut inwards. Um and I feel like Kane is benefiting from that as well, is actually being able to link up with a player. And against Arsenal, he was getting a lot of knockdowns. And then against uh, Newcastle, he was able to sort of occupy one of the centre-backs instead of playing between two. So, again, it's, it's just about finding ways to get the best out of everyone. And he scored a lot of goals with um, Lorente up top as well. Um, yeah. last yeah. season as well. The son loves that. He has that, that finish of just hitting the near post with so much pace and power. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Done it against City, done it obviously against Newcastle, done it against West Ham, those offside. Just loves that finish, man. Can't stop it. Mm. And, and he's, like, he's, 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 like, so he's had a, he's also had a bit of a funny, like, he's, he's had a bit of a funny year, if you think about it as well. Like, you know, he was involved in that situation with Andre Gomez, had yeah. a few red cards, like, man went military. Had to play up front by himself for, for a bit of time. Like, he broke his arm, you know. So, it's kind yeah, of been up, up and down. And to still have them stats, I think it's fairly impressive on his part as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. agree. Definitely agree. I think um, we're talking the most impressive, the players we've had the most impressive seasons. We're talking Kane, Son, and then I don't know how you'd round out the, the, the last player. Yeah, I guess it comes down to your personal preference. Mm. I'd say Lloris, funny Lurice, enough. Yeah. I, Lloris has been immense since Lloris started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'd say Lloris as well, actually. Yeah, he has pulled us out of a couple of the season. Even when we've looked down and out, he really has stepped up. Mm. So, guys, I wanted to um, ask about... So, like, um, I guess since we come out of the um, Newcastle match, I think Yedlin played left-back. Um... Rose is over there, isn't he? I don't even think... Did he make the bench? <laughs> no, it was ineligible. Key ineligible. Play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, what, what, where, what's Rose's future with Spurs? Does he have a future there? Keep him and, over at Newcastle, man. Yeah, but can't we... I wish we could just take some of these guys, man. Like, I, I was looking at Newcastle thinking I liked quite a few of these players, man. Like, um, if there was a way we could get St. Maximin... Maybe even mm. that Almiron guy looks quite good to me. Mm. Shelby, I just don't think he suits, like, I guess the... Yeah, no, nah, he's, he's passing that. Team or, yeah. <laughs> I felt like, I felt <laughs> to like, like... <laughs> was, was playing for a contract, though, because I know Mourinho likes him, and I, and I was hearing whispers of Spurs meant to be looking at him. At and I felt like that. He, every time he got the ball, 
he was trying to be as progressive as he could be. He was taking people on. He was getting shots off out of nowhere, which were good shots as well, good attempts. So I felt like he was making a statement to Mourinho there, like, boom, watch me properly, Carl. If you're on it, this is what you could be receiving. <laughs> that means. I don't know. I've seen that in the in the transfer rumours, though. So it'd be interesting. I don't know what what whether or not he could play in the team that we've got at the moment and where that would be. Like I, I don't recognise him as a cam in a Spurs squad. I feel like he might fuck up the balance a little bit there, but he'll add us. He'll give us some depth, which we so I, I would. I don't know. Would you guys swap Lamella for Saint Maxim? No. Oh yeah, easily. No, I'd not. even add Rose in. <laughs> I'd throw him in, bro. On a banter. How old is How old is that Maximin though? How, how How old is he? I, I guess mid twenties. I think he's, he's like mid twenties. Twenty five, I think. I think he's twenty five. Because he's like a real. I'd say he's he, he's like an out and out winger, no? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I like him, man. He's is, he like out, is he like an out and out winger? He usually is, but I mean, with, in that Newcastle game, he, he seemed to make like a lot of runs through the middle. Through the middle, if, isn't it? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that was the cause like... of a lot of uh, adjustments in the first half, like especially before the drink, drinks breaks. So I don't mm-hmm. think we expected him to play through the middle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, twenty-three yeah. would probably cost the bomb, but yeah. He's a bit of a rough when diamond, Lucas, like when Lucas yeah. plays, he thinks he's say maximum. Like, yeah, see yeah, the way yeah, Lucas yeah. like comes <laughs> in the middle and kind of go past <laughs> every man, and he never ever does it. He thinks he's said maximum. I saw Lucas for him. That's the only issue I have with that, that 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 whole conversation though is, we'll just be replacing guys who are quite limited and have that sort of head down juggernaut approach. To yeah. Mm-hmm. With another one that realistically in in that particular game, he didn't show too much quality in terms of decision making and final ball. Final so ball, yeah. Those yeah, yeah for me are. It's a sideways move. I'd prefer us to establish a little bit more quality in the depth, but. So speaking of the um, transfer rumors, obviously, like our market is where we're dropping. We're, we're not uh, we're not looking in in and around Dabala and Harrods and that anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> it'll come down a little bit. Human. <laughs> so like I so I personally I want to start watching Southampton a bit more just because I want to be I want to be able to have an opinion on Hoybeg because mm. I've, I've heard a lot about it. I heard he's not because I've read something about when Pep had him at Barca he wanted to do X, Y, Z, but couldn't Fine. do something else. And then I've now heard, you know, one of my mates works for the um, Athletic. He's like the Southampton rep for the Athletic. And he's like, there's a there's a lot of pros and cons. He's like very limited, but someone made a point. I don't know who it was on the timeline earlier. They were like, our, is our defence a lot more exposed because there isn't like technical protection? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, obviously, Sissoko, we can't really expect him to sit because he does he does have to go into the channels a lot to, to support Ori in that. So it's like, if we, I've never. Does anyone has anyone seen Hoybiego close? Like, does he have the defensive responsibility that we might need? Again, I would obviously rather somebody at a higher level than somebody who's playing DM for Southampton. But is he is his skill set what we potentially need defensively? He's at our current level now, he's probably our ideal signing. Like I've been doing a bit of research into him today because I saw a lot of rumours. And obviously, we can get him a bit cheaper with the Carl Walker-Peters swap deal as well. Mm-hmm. He's captain of a Premier League team. Peppers bigged him up, which I'm going to buy into as well. Yeah, you have to, man. I saw, like, a comparison between him and uh, Victor Wanyama in the 16-17 season. Mm. And it was so tight. Like, Hoiberg this season to Wanyama in Tottenham's best season in my lifetime. So, it goes to show if you surround him with the likes of, you know, Lo Celso and Dombele just sitting, protecting them. Mm. I think he could be a really, really good signing, man. I really want him. 
And I think sometimes as well, he he's he in in um, is he Norwegian or is he Danish? Danish. Yeah, he's vice captain for for Denmark as well. So like, I think he's in his mid twenties. I think he's the sort of player that would kind of improve definitely in that midfield in the sense that if we have someone who's decent technically on the ball, like is happy to put a shift in. And you know, I think from watching him, from when I've seen him, he's fairly progressive. He does get into positions of intent and he does score some goals as well. So this is the sort of player, there's no reason why we shouldn't try and, you know, uh, make this deal happen. Like as much as I have always kind of been a fan of Kyle Walker Peters, I just don't feel like he's at, that, he's at that level. So why not, why not just benefit from this situation and, and get him over, you know? Oh, I was going to say it. He's not that much older than Kyle Walker Peters, is he? But no, I guess yeah. they're not, that doesn't sound like a straight swap. Yeah, what do you think? Walker, as well. Walker yeah. Peters is 23, he's been around for a minute as well. Yeah, oh, Heimberg's only 24, so exactly. Yeah, if we can, if, they, if they'll take cash plus Walker Peters, then I'll, I'll bite the hand off to be honest. Just from, just from what I've heard about Hoybier, um, I, I would like to see, I want to try and see if Statbomb can drop anything. Um, because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to nerd out like Tyler, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, I think we just have to rather than complain about the market. Try and get the best out of the market, you know. Get yeah, yeah. Close to the top. The you know what, though, I feel like Kyle Walker Peters has still got more to give in a Spurs jersey, you know. Really, I'll like, be honest. I like him. I, th- I thought he's done okay at Southampton. I wouldn't say amazing. But he's he had done a good okay. game against Raheem Sterling the other day when they played Man City. <laughs> he did. Fourth, and then fourth is getting shipped out as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a funny one, you see, because when I watch this guy. I actually think he's very good technically, but mm-hmm. I think he could. I think if, like, in another world, we would switch him and he would be a decent DM because he's good in the air, he's not mm-hmm. bad on his feet, he does love a challenge, but sometimes I feel like he has a mistake in him. Yeah, he's, he's a I bit just wonder if he's going to grow up to be Luis. Bro, it's yeah. if Lamella if yeah. played centre back. Yo. <laughs> that man, he's got that mentality in him as well. Bro. I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried for him sometimes. Like obviously he's skillful, he's he's good, like Lamella as well. He's just got that little mentality where I just don't think he's gonna be the one you'd wanna rely on, man. I think when when he when he does eventually get shipped out, I think he'll be one of those players that we look back and we're like, damn, why did we let him go? Because there, there's so many qualities to that kid. It's just sometimes you need right place, right time type of situation in it and mm. that's just not been it with the way Pochettino's sort of error went yeah and then obviously Mourinho does not seem to fancy him at all then again though it could be like another fuzzy or one of those Holtby situations there's a lot of names you could draw out from the past couple of years I was a years, stand, man allow it man yeah I thought, listen I thought Holtby was the truth for a while still when he was tackling yeah. referees that guy that. had a wicked left foot man allow it man <laughs> we signed one guy with a sauce and we got excited bro <laughs> no I think alright let's go let's go on to hold on let me check, check my notes quickly <laughs> All right. So I mean um the way we're headed now. Sorry, hold on. Right, Dan Dan will edit this bit out, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The way we're headed now, do you think Spurs are gonna go to Europe? 
or is that sort of off the cards now? Because I mean, two games ago, I, I guess everybody wasn't looking too. Yeah, <laughs> nobody. I remember saying, to. I remember saying, I reckon we'll only get six points from our next four games, and we've already got that. So, <laughs> see ya, please. So, let's hope you were right, let's hope you were right about that one. Then. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, we could get Europe, I just don't know whether or not that's to our benefit or not. I think it definitely is. Does mm. it, it might potentially strengthen our position in terms of negotiating for new players and whatnot, but I don't know if really we're going to be in a, a period of making huge signings that are really going to reshape the Spurs outfit. I think uh, it's more about solidifying what we have already, getting a, a level of consistency and getting a team that are familiar playing under Mourinho style um, and, and keeping the people that we do want to keep um, and getting rid of those that, that aren't necessarily going to stay for the long term. Um, and I think if we don't have Europe, then we really have more of an opportunity to focus on getting as high up the table as we possibly can and potentially getting ourselves in the Champions League. Whereas if it's a case of we're playing both European football, Premier League football and God knows whatever else, the opportunities for us to get in that top four, that, which is quite frankly where we should be and where we need to be and where we need to be in order to attract those, those marquee signings, which are actually going to transform a team from a, into a consistent uh, qualifying Champions League team then we need an opportunity, a time, a period of time to, to grow, to develop, to set. And I worry that Europe might take our eye off the ball somewhat. I totally agree. I, I've, been, I've been saying this for weeks now. Like In my head, I've already seen the scenario. We miss out on Europe and Levy's going to have to put his best foot forward in order to give Jose what he needs because ultimately... What it's been, what 11, 11 seasons with European football, and every single one of them where we've either been in the Europa League from the start or ended up in it, our season has collapsed by, by around February, March time. So, yeah. I would prefer us to be able to have a whole season of Jose basically saying, All right, cool, this is my squad, this is what I want to achieve, and potentially exceed expectations by finishing a higher place than we would if we did have Europa League. And then we have a, a more solid foundation to build upon and a, a sort of catalogue of evidence to suggest, okay, cool, this, maybe this team can challenge. I think it's, it's a little bit backwards when people say, oh, but we need to be in as many competitions as possible in order to win something because we've been in every competition for 11 years. I mean, one jack shit. Yeah, <laughs> pains, pains, pains. Uh, pains and Circumstance would do us a big, big favour. Yeah, mm -hmm. I this is like inhaling the fumes from the W Hotel, but <laughs> I feel like be, I feel like we could actually be in the Europa League and push for top four because let's say in the Europa League you're playing farmers up until like the quarters, mm. and the quarters all start to what February ish time. Yeah. So that's still a long time to put a run together, build confidence. I don't know. I feel like we're, our squad is good enough to challenge the Europa League. Maybe not win it. Depends who gets knocked out of the Champions League. But it's good okay. enough to challenge. And I feel like our squad is good enough to, to get in the top four as well. I mean, just to quickly yeah. try and weigh up both sides before we move on, like in a, on a summary thing, it's like, I, I don't know where I stand. I think one day I'm like, nah, fuck it. We don't need it. Like, let's just try and get up. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, well, that's supposed to be Mourinho's bag. Like, it, it would be nice to win a final for once. 
Um, but it's like, you know, if we, if we don't get into Europa, the whole point of having someone like Mourinho is that he's supposed to have the level of clout to be able to attract a certain type of player to potentially come and push us up the table um, on the flip. So we are sort of relying on that um, characteristic of his. On the other hand, it's like, I've read that we could, there's a, there's 40 million pounds that we could be losing out on if we don't go. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, if we get that 40, how much of it is going back into the stadium? How much of it is going into Jose's transfer um, plans? Are we going to get a, a, a good savvy director of football? Fingers crossed for Luis Campos as well. The Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig is the perfect start to set any holiday vibe. The Home Bar makes over 30 cocktails, brews, ciders, and more, all at the push of a button. From cosmopolitans to old fashions, each pod contains real ingredients and premium spirits. Insert the pod and let the Home Bar do the work. Go to drinkworks.com to order your Home Bar and see all available drinks. Drinkworks. Press play. Keurig is a registered trademark of Keurig Green Mountain, Inc. Used under license. Please enjoy responsibly. Always. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. There's just a lot of floating pieces about, and it's like, so I, I'm, I'm, this is going to be very helpful. I personally still don't have an answer. I think just whatever situation happens, Jose just needs to do what he was brought here to do over the transfer window, basically. I think that's it. His, his clout, the clout he's been carrying, the one that people are still Mourinho FC even before he was at Tottenham, Whatever them lot are seeing in him, we need actual good players to see it in Mourinho as well and to be like, you know, I believe in what Mourinho's trying to do here. I'm going to come to the lane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, my personal opinion is that, like, whilst Europa is a distraction, I, I kind of feel like we as a club need to understand that these years are going to be a bit formative in the sense that the stadium needs paying off. You know, we lost a lot of extra cash that we could have got from all the things that were cancelled during COVID and stuff. So I kind of believe he has to kind of work with the tools that he's got, but also agreeing with high in the sense that this is Jose Mourinho. If you're paying him 12, 15 million a year, his name alone should be the reason to kind of bring players in and be able to attract the kind of players to push us to, to the next level. I only really will support us being in the Europa League if we have a big enough squad. And when I say a big enough squad, a squad of players where the deadwood is gone and a lot of good or decent players are brought in and squad players are brought in to kind of fill out that squad because I don't really see myself agreeing with Kane heading to like Kazakhstan on a Thursday when we got Wolves away on a Sunday, to be honest. We need to have a bigger squad to be able to do it. And if we do it, and if we don't do it, then we need to obviously make sure that the players that are there are going to be given 100%, but also they're going to be wanting to be there as opposed to being forced to be there because we, we, like, we couldn't get rid of them. You know? mm-hmm. I think the transfer market for us is so important this summer. Like, and I'm, I'm wary that you know, we have, when you have a new stadium and I know we've got this 30-year plan and the repayments are, are kind of nice to us, but I still think like, it's going to be difficult for us genuinely in the transfer market for the next few years purely because whether we believe it or not, that's going to be in the back of Le- of Daniel Levy's mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, very similar. Um, but I think for me, the, the only difference is I, I like to think of times like when, you know, like when Liverpool went in Europe or when Chelsea went in Europe. And um, not only, I guess, did it give them time to, to work things out and to work their way up the table, I feel like it gave them chance to get away from the idea of buying the marquee player. 
to finish your squad. I feel like we've had that dream for, for a long time of that we're going to buy the marquee player or we're going to buy someone who's going to change the squad. And sometimes I feel like the marquee players are already there and we have to start filling in the gaps a bit more. Mm. I feel like that's, that's somewhere where um, we've failed a lot of times. So like when, I, when I speak about this, I mean, like I look at the Liverpool squad right now. Cool, you have a few marquee players, but were they marquee players when Liverpool bought them? And I'm thinking mm. in terms of like Mane... Robertson, um, Salah. Yeah, it's true. It's true, man. That's a great point, man. These you guys know, apart from big... apart from really Allison, really, you know, the rest of yeah. them weren't really big, big household names, you know. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll be honest, like even with players like Oxley Chamberlain, like sometimes they're just squad players, cool, but like he had to go above and beyond to get that level of squad player. Do you get what I mean? Like he had to play, he had to pay quite a bit, I think, to get that, and I think that's where we're missing a bit we're not we're not competitive competitive in those areas like we have the first team i really like it and then we, we get to the bench sometimes and it starts struggling like um and then i look at the way we spend money like have you guys heard of you guys heard of jack clark right i have no, to ask these yeah. days because it's like yeah does he even play football what's he saying these days <laughs> no, he ain't even catching he ain't even catching ghost minutes man at the end of games man it's, it's deep it's deep it's deep it's deep it's deep it's peak and, and yeah, I mean, like, that's the kind of... And then with, with Mourinho in front of the squad, it's like, is that likely to happen? Because it's not... I don't think it will be a situation where we go into Europa League and start playing youth players and giving Skip and all these guys minutes. It seems more like a thing where we'd go into those games looking to win them and play terrible, like, if you get what I mean. And, and mm. just, yeah, mm. not really trying to get that run of games for playing well, just that run of victories against... Yeah, against all odds. And I, I just don't think it's likely. That's my take on it. Don't know if you guys agree, but yeah, I feel like we need to... Like, one thing for me, I just think Spurs, when it comes to Spurs and spending money, we're not good at it, man. Like, not we get... Good, <laughs> you get some good, good players sometimes. So many yeah. mistakes, man. So many mistakes. So many mistakes. Like, even when we get it right, we get it wrong. Like, and Dombele, like, how many minutes has he played, like... Don't get it twisted. I love him. I think he's he's gonna kill it for us. But I couldn't say this future. I mean, this season. Sorry, was a success for him. We'll come back stronger after the yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, man. Yeah. Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, boys. I think um, I've touched everything that's on my list. You guys want gonna drop anything else in or? I was going to ask, like, do you guys think he is doing the same thing with Ndombele like he had done with Pogba at United? I genuinely, I genuinely think he is. I think yeah. he hates him. I think I he's think literally he looking at him. He's like, I like, because like, Jose is like, I like my sentiments to do one job. Unless you're Frank Lampard and you're in the box scoring goals because Drogba wasn't at one point. I want you at the back, defending, running, conditioning, all this kind of stuff. He just, I think, I genuinely think he hates Ndombele, like, with a passion. I think he looks at him and he makes him sick. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's, it's deep, you know. Like, I, I look at him and I think, it's not that, let's be honest, it's not that this kid ain't talented. I just think he is not the type of player that will do the job that Mourinho wants. Mm. Like, when I look at someone like Sissoko, Sissoko's 30, so he's coming towards the end of, end of his career. But Mourinho can 100% trust Sissoko because he knows that if I ask him to stay in that right midfield sort of space and do the doggies for Aurea when he doesn't want to get back, I know he's going to do it. He can't ask the same of, of Ndombele because he knows that Ndombele, as much as he's a good player and very good on the ball, going back, he ain't going to do that for him. He ain't, and, like, and it's difficult because like, I want to defend Ndombele for that sort of stuff. But when you see like, 
when he was, you know, didn't do any sprints in one half against Burnley or like that video that mm. appeared of him of not even putting like a tackle in against like Wolves. You're mm. kind of like, it's it's difficult, man. It's difficult. It's difficult. I, I, I personally think it's very similar to the, to the Pogba situation. And the Pogba situation is scary, man, because Pogba is a World Cup winner. Like, he disrespected him in so many different ways. Like, and it's crazy because when you watch Pogba now, you're like, the guy's a completely different level. Like, and Marina didn't see that. Uh, you could take it as far back as like Hazard as well. Like yeah, mm-hmm. he had he had a, a, mm-hmm. a few moments with Hazard where it's it just I wouldn't say it's exactly the same way. It just felt like the same kind of energy. Like he, he it's like he just hates the best player on his team, no yeah, matter what yeah, team he goes to. I was going to say similar to Juan Mata as well. Like yeah, these kind of really oh. kind of technically gifted oh. guys that don't pay in a shift. He doesn't want them. He'd rather have guys like Ramirez running down the wing. Yeah, yeah. Imagine I, I saw one stat the other day of Juan Mata. He done crazy numbers one year for Chelsea, like crazy. And this guy couldn't even get on the bench. <laughs> the annoying what? thing is, the year he omitted him from the team is the year he won the league as well. I think with Chelsea. Oh. No? That's the only annoying thing. You're like, oh. really just feels justified. Even like yeah. that that, yeah. that shit he had at United, where he's just like, yeah, but I came second to City. He just ignores how many points difference there was. Everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, but I came second. You know what I mean? like, this guy, this guy performed enough witchcraft to make some Man United fans believe that McTominay is outside of Pogba. That is, that is the level of witchcraft I never want to feel in my life. It's crazy because every United fan, the way they speak about Mourinho, oh, I just feel like we we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> The way they speak with him, such disgust. I mean, not, not even Chelsea fans speaking like that. Like, the way United fans just dust this guy. Like, oh, it's just, oh man, he smells. He smells, boy. Yeah, you just gotta see which Mourinho we get, man. Apparently, he's not the special one anymore, in it. Because, like, I, I personally, I don't know <laughs> with that situation as well. I used to be like in denial about Ndombele's condition. I was just like, no, 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 it's fine. Like. We had our first home game against Villa, and mm. I'd say like Andomle was the best player. Like in that, my mate was texting me like, "Oh, his legs are gone. Like he's blowing. What's going on?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just created a chance, and he just scored. <laughs> I was just like, "Are you sure?" Oh, and then like he kept on getting this recurring hip injury. And yeah, Mourinho called him out, I think twice, yeah. and I don't want to believe it is the same as Pogba, but at the same time, like he's been trying to help him during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, honestly, I'm on the fence with that one. More no. will be revealed. Hopefully, man. Mm. Hopefully, It'll man. be an interesting summer preseason, that's for sure. Mm. In the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> 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 I'll let you guys do the references. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come back like Vegeta when he went <laughs> to that different planet to turn Super Saiyan. <laughs> uh, boys, predictions for the next game? Is that Leicester? Leicester, Leicester at home, yeah, Leicester, Leicester at home. Yeah. You know what? Oh, Leicester, they're in, a, they're in a little bit of free fall. I'm not gonna lie. Like Rogers, I think Rogers's bottleish mentality is starting <laughs> to rub off on them. Man, they still don't Wait, have Madison. Did they win today? Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, <laughs> oh, next. So that's that's good for us, but then like for them because they went on a bit of a bad little bit of a bad run, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Like they they took kind of took Sheffield out of that. Don't know, man. 
I'm saying home win, man. Like we're in good form. We ain't conceded much like lately. I'd say two nil Spurs. Two nil. Okay. Two nil Spurs. Say so if Madison doesn't play, then definite win. Because yeah. they won't have the creativity to free that deep block. I don't think he played today, to be honest. So. Hopefully, Delhi is back for that one as well. Delhi should suspended. He's suspended. So, so Yunshu, he's still suspended. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, Leicester won today, but they won with Wes Morgan, who's what, like forty nine now? Yeah. Harry Kane doesn't score seven. Wes Morgan is Wes Morgan is the slowest Jamaican I've ever seen. Oh, you know, uh, that was Morgan, yeah? But, oh, my, God, my brother, <laughs> he used to say to me, whenever his strikers come up towards Morgan, they say, so what, you want to defend? And he, he'd always say in like a, like a Jamaican accent, defending, we now have that. <laughs> <laughs> man, like Captain Morgan, you know. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, if, if, we're, if Wes Morgan is playing... Yeah, that's 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 too much holding handwork for Johnny Evans. I'm gonna say, <laughs> Vardy, Vardy's Vardy's Vardy. Vardy will probably bag. So I'm, I'm gonna say two one, two one Spurs. Ah, cool man. I yeah. think yeah, yeah. I, I I think I don't think we're gonna get a clean sheet, man. I'll be honest. I think it's a two or three one Spurs. I know I'm. Um, yeah, I just can't see. I can't see them dealing with Kane and Son, especially if you play them in that four four two. <clears throat> the way they set up definitely suits how we've been playing the last couple of couple of games. Yeah. Uh, give us opportunity to just soak up some pressure, hit them on the break. So I'd say we probably score about three against them. Maybe concede one or two. See, we, so, need, yeah. we need we need a Man United loss today. <laughs> uh, what's the scores? What's the scores? <laughs> one in one nil without a pen. Without oh, a pen, what? Without Who scored? Rashford oh. without a pen. Rashford, Rashford. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're definitely getting top four. Bro. No, don't, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry, man. I think, well, we can still get 61 points, innit? Oh, no, yeah, we can't get top four. Just get that dream, Aaron, man. Forget it, forget it. I was holding on, bro. I was holding on. Like a thin, thin, something like, thin like um, Lucas Moura's hairline, bro. Uh, <laughs> holding on. But yeah, man. All right. Till next week. Till next week, boys. Love, boys. Shit, man. Love, boys. W Hotel on that. Jeez. Let's go. Come on. Have you game. Thanks. And up. Nah. <laughs> finally waited. Ericsson, low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Mora. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! 
Defender, fighting to protect your organization from cyber attackers. You must be successful ending attacks every single time. They only need to be successful once. Cyber Reason reverses the attacker's advantage. Our future-ready attack platform gives defenders the wisdom to uncover, understand, and piece together multiple threats, and the precision focus to end cyber attacks instantly. Together, we are the defenders. Cyber Reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Learn more at cyberreason.com. That's C-Y-B-E-R-E-A-S-O-N.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.